This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. In CISO. Hello and welcome back to Seagull Social, Season 4, Episode 15, I'm going to guess. I think so. Um, in this episode, yeah, we're yeah, going to have one half of me and Ryan. We're going to talk about the Ajax game, what we got up to. Um, Sorry, man. What can we tell you, what we've done in Amsterdam, because it was an absolute mental, mental trip. Um, I feel like absolute arse. Yeah, right Ben, now. I'd actually love to know what you did in Amsterdam. To be fair, <laughs> That's going to be... Would, so. We need to have like a... What's it a, pay, a paid wall? A paywall behind something? We need to set up some sort of OnlyFans so where we can <laughs> release what actually happened. Yeah. Um, but no, that it was yeah, an unbelievable trip. I feel like yeah, woke up today feeling absolutely rough. It's finally caught up with me. Um, and then the second half, Maz is going to arrive because he's Bears. working at the moment, and we'll talk about the Sheffield United game because mm-hmm. that was pretty annoying. How that went down. But um, Ryan, me. are you feeling ill at all, or have you managed to avoid everything that most people picked up in Amsterdam? No, I'm I'm actually all right. I mean, I had a couple of days of just being absolutely dead. But obviously, I covered all the press thanks to shout out Brian Owen. By the way, deserves a big shout out from me. Actually, the, yeah, the, the just Brian's cause. I don't think he actually listens to the pod, but um, no. absolute legend getting me there. Um, and um, he um, he obviously got me there. And yeah, I I didn't obviously drink because I was covering all that stuff. So no drinking for me. I was being a good bond on the black coffees that night. Uh, which was very weird. <laughs> I'll be honest, not being in the away end. Um, but no, I have avoided um, all hangovers from Amsterdam. Um, but I did catch up when I got home. I had a few drinks and stuff because it was just a, it was a great it was a great day. Mate. Mm. It was a great it was a great two days actually. Um, just been fantastic. Yeah, I saw your your reel that you put together of what it's like working in football. That looked really really cool. It's a nice little mm. journey, and obviously, yeah, for you especially because yeah, you've been doing the social media thing for Brighton for so long. Um, me and Maz probably only jumped in yeah, it like, weird. for three, well, three years seems like a long time for me, but we've only probably been in the Brighton kind of game yeah. for three years. So for you to have started Talk Seagulls when you did, mm. and then to be walking out in the press area yeah. <laughs> in Ajax, in the Johan Cruyff Arena, one of the best stadiums in Europe, to then witness your club, our club, yeah. beat them 2-0. I mean, that moment must have been absolutely mad for you, surely. Yeah, you've just sold it right there. I mean, I don't, I can't even believe it to be honest. I mean, it's like, again, it was something that's so. so I mean, you, we've probably got it just a bit on Seagull Social. Like when you start it, it's like embarrassing, isn't it? 
you know, not embarrassing, <laughs> yeah, such, no, but mean. like people take the mick out of you. Yeah, of course. And like I started doing talk seagulls. So like, oh, talk seagulls in school, you know, you walk through the corridors and someone's when they finally find your account and they see that it's people you may know from Facebook and it's tag talk seagulls. And I'd lie and say it's not me. Um, and it's just weird. You'd like hide your phone under at the canteen trying to post something on Instagram. And like now it's just. Yeah, we're in the press area talking to like to Zerbia after the game and the managers and um, Divine Wrench as well actually joined this as well. So it's just a, a surreal moment. Um, and I didn't ask Divine Wrench to join us, but he was class, by the way. I actually really like him at Brighton. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just it's just mad for all fans. I think that that game, like, you know, let's, let's ignore Sheffield United just for now yeah. and just think about that moment there of, of sitting in that in that stadium in Amsterdam at home wherever you were in a pub in Brighton like to just think about that Brighton playing at Amst- in Amsterdam and winning and and putting in a performance it's just I don't I, it divided defies all superlatives Ben that is it is a mad pinch me moment because you know when we got that draw especially it was the number one probably destination for 90% of Brighton fans um and Probably thought, oh, we'll be good to get a draw there, not knowing how their season would unfold. But when we, obviously, the team that we played, well, on thir- well Thursday, God, it feels like, yeah, what is it now? Monday, Jesus. It's been an absolute whirlwind, hasn't it, since then? But um, the team, of, team we played on week, Thursday. Mate. It's been a long it week. It has been a really long week. Jesus Christ. Mate, it's just everyone's so confused because I've seen so many like BBC interviews of people that I know, like Wilf May. Mate, shout out him. I met him. I finally bumped into him. He was absolute joke, but he done an interview with the BBC, <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, it's been a great weekend, unbelievable experience." It's been a great weekend. It's I saw it. <laughs> it's literally Thursday, absolute donut. And then Brett, my friend Brett, um, he loves it. He went. He was on BBC as well. I got sent it in the morning by my parents. They were like, "Did you make Brett?" Did he get on? Yeah, there, did he? and he was like, he was absolutely steaming. He didn't remember actually doing it. He said uh, the next morning, but in his interview, he was like, "Oh yeah, beat him in their own back pop." twice or like we just kept saying it like no one says back park as well he absolutely butchered that and then he had a space of like a stutter and then he went surely we're going to win the league surely and then they just cut it and it goes to the presenter into the studio she's like right like, how have they let this drunk man on the bbc honestly it's so good and he's absolutely mate it's just but that's the thing though is it that's what it's for mm. like Things like that. I mean, obviously, I wasn't in that drunken state. And uh, as I say, I was being good boy um, out there. And I saw you actually in Amsterdam, Ben. Yeah, bumped into um, the I think we were both in, in different situations. <laughs> yeah. Above I Met Ryan's family. the metro over to the ground early. Met Ryan's family, <laughs> absolutely steaming, walking out of the Irish bar. Because, you know, when you go to Amsterdam or any European city, you go straight to an Irish bar and see the sights, don't you? Fuck me. That was mad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just bumped into you. Yeah. I was like, oh, God. I, I could tell you, I could tell you were uh, <laughs> not all there. I, I mean, I, I had a little fist bump with you, but I was thinking, Bennett, I don't think he even knows I'm here. <laughs> like, I, he was looking through me. I was like, okay, do you know what? Fair play. Like, it might be midday, but mm. you do you, mate. I went and got a bottle of water from the uh, <laughs> from one of the little off licenses before I headed over. But um, well yeah, it was so weird not being in the away end, mate. But mm. no, no, <laughs> to but be fair. It was. But um, I must admit, that our away end I mean, it's only 2600 but we looked very good we were mm. in good voice and considering we're in amsterdam and now in ajax like one of the loudest grounds notoriously um we we made a good account of ourselves and that's what it's about at the end of the day isn't it you know making a good account of yourselves and getting well sort of known um yeah. and we just we might not be doing so well in the league ben but we're, at least we're really winning these games in europe and and, and giving fans like some memories that we we, we really wanted mm. 
yeah, no, these memories literally last last a lifetime. So many tweets I've seen from fans that are out mm. there and all the pictures of them saying it is, it's, it's stuff that you're going to remember for ages. Like my granddad is a Tottenham fan. I think he was probably the last one of our family to ever go to football in Amsterdam. He was Spurs in the cup final against Rotterdam, maybe. And they played in Amsterdam. And that was, yeah. I think it was when they won some like UEFA Cup or something like that. So that, and then to fast forward, what, like mm. 60 odd years for then his grandson to be doing it, but for Brighton this time. It is mad, mad memories. And like, he's, he's, ve- he's very much getting on a bit, but he remembers that so specifically. And just to hope that when we, I'm his age, when I'm his age, I'll still remember me. I'll still, <laughs> oh my God, I can't talk his talk. This is, this is what Amsterdam's done to me. <laughs> I hope that when I'm his age, I can remember this trip because right now, apparently I can't. I'm looking through my camera roll, just trying to remember stuff. Um, so I imagine this podcast is going to be all over yeah. the place because Lots of little things. Did you go to the um, stadium, remember. mate? I know you watched the game from the bar, but did you did you go to the stadium and have a look no. around the Ewan Cruyff Arena? No, I didn't do any tours or mate, anything like it's, that. It's honestly the the first sighting you get coming from Shiphole, not Shiphole. That's the that's the airport. The what's it called? I can't pronounce the name of the, the station. You come off the train, you go across, and that that first view you get of it is absolutely unbelievable. It's, it's huge, mate. It's huge because it's on top of a mm. multi story car park. And I just instantly thought, this is pretty cool. Like, you just look at it. It's got Johan Cruyff's face, like, plastered on the front. And I just thought, oh, my God. Like, Brighton are playing here tonight. You know, it's not just a friendly. I'm not yeah. here to go on a stadium tour because I'm on holiday. Like, mm. this is just, like, Brighton are playing here. And then what made it even more pinch me, Ben, was when Brighton started playing a game and then Ansu Fati scored. And I think it was that moment that really hit me. I was like, Ansu Fati just scored for Brighton at the Johan Cruyff Arena in the Europa League. If 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 you could write that in a sentence and send it to me in 2019, yeah. <laughs> I would just laugh in your Barcelona's face. Barcelona's number 10 who's on loan at Brighton. Face. The guy that was, yeah, came, well, yeah, took Messi's shirt, scores the goal for Brighton at the Amsterdam Arena or Johan Cruyff Arena. Yeah, that was, you wouldn't believe that at all. Um, and that was mad. Like when that goal went yeah. in, so I was in the Euro pub, the one near the square, absolutely packed in like sardines, yeah, yeah. but I would not change it for the world. And the, the mm. atmosphere was incredible. And also shout out to every Brighton fan out there because... I know you said we made a good account of ourselves in the stadium, but throughout the city, the whole days there, I think people were there for like Wednesday to Saturday, Thursday, Saturday. Yeah, they were. There was absolutely no trouble. Um, and I think there was a lot of, I'm pretty sure there was some stuff in some local <laughs> papers. <laughs> well, maybe not that I sure, but um, there, there was some stuff in some papers, I'm pretty not sure, me. some quotes saying about how well behaved the Brighton fans have been and how we've made a really, like, we've done ourselves really proud. So that was pretty cool because. On the flip side, when we went Marseille away, there was a bit of trouble. That was so stupid. But um, yeah, we yeah, done so well. Yeah, was that Euro pub atmosphere was insane. And uh, we got absolutely drenched. As soon as that goal went in, my God, absolutely soaked. I turned around and looked at one of my mates and his I mean, hair I mean, was just like, I saw a lot of tweets saying they were covered in beer. I was thinking oh. at most I'm going to be covered in coffee. But do you know what? I'll take it. Um, because <laughs> that, so yeah, that was if I knocked it over when I sort of subtly went like that. But I must admit, for a Dingra's one, I did sort of go for it a bit mm. because... I just could not. I was like, you're there, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? And actually, to be fair, their pre-match thing managed to nick one of their little flags because it was pretty cool. And I thought a little memory there. Um, oh, nice. I don't know if you can see it past the mic, but it's a, it's a very cool flag to be fair. But yeah, I just thought, I think actually Brian got me it to be fair. But yeah, I thought you have to have, to have a little souvenir, don't you? Um, mm. and, and I in fact, do you know what? It's worth mentioning, as I say, the the fans out there were the, were pretty surreal. And as you say, Ben, it weren't too badly behaved. But even just walking around the ground, sort of thing, it was all pretty fine. Like it was nothing 
you know, like people will sort of plaster that they out there, like they put it on social media, being like, you know, be really, really careful when you go around. And I think I nearly walked into the ultras end, which is on the other side. <laughs> and I quickly turned around just in case you never know. But um, again, like there's nothing out there to be scared of. You know what I mean? Like people no. really make it out like it's going to be awful, but it's, it's far from it, isn't it? Mm. I like 80% because there are so many bright fans out there in Amsterdam, it's in, just in the central area. It's like every every corner you walk down, there'll be bright fans there. It was literally like being in Brighton, but in Amsterdam, just like picking up half the population of Brighton, just putting them in Amsterdam. Just everywhere you go, they just see someone you know or a Brighton fan. It was yeah, that was quite surreal. I would like yeah, to go yeah. back to Amsterdam and do it properly, like actually see it properly, yeah. <laughs> uh, rather than doing it as like a. Did you look trip. around at all, or did you just purely go for 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 the beers? Oh yeah, we walked. Well, yeah, well we walked pretty much everywhere. I never went on a tram because we were just walking everywhere. Um, went to Fibo. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever go to Fibo? That place that's got like, like the vending machine where you get like the hot food. Went well. I, I went there quite I a bit. To, it was um, so good. I went to um, around the back of like well, I, I had a look around all the touristy bits because you sort of got it when you because I haven't been there before. So I went mm. around all the like um, canals and that and had a look around and then had a look around the city because I was there from the Wednesday. So I thought I may as well have a look around a bit. Yeah, and um, went to the Anne Frank house, which is really odd um oh did you that was, that was such a weird feeling yeah mm. I, I looked at it because obviously you know in school and you do like the world war stuff yeah i looked at that and i was like this is pretty weird not actually being here and then i had a, had a little as <laughs> a club sandwich mate my life was nowhere near as club crazy sandwich. as it could be. like it was, <laughs> it was the most it was the most like it was the most boring if you're but i, I tell you what i loved it because it was it was so cool to just witness mm. everything and, and actually remember it all for a start and two not have a yeah, bang at it when i woke fair. up in the morning and actually, three. It was quite nice just to, as you say, seal that press area. Um, because as you as you sort of go in there, you just feel like the boy. You know, you're going in there. It's a hospitality, end and it's so unusual for me to do all that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's mad. Um, and I, I think, yeah, as you say, like when you're a fan doing it, I think that's what I really wanted to portray was I am just a fan doing this, I'm not like sold my soul out to become a journalist sort of thing because I'm not a journalist. Before people think I'm a journalist, I'm not. Um, and I think that's what it was quite nice to do was almost witness it from the other side of the fence and, and, and see. But it makes you realise also how nice everyone is. Like everyone is just pretty sound. Everyone just talks to each other. And shout out to George yeah. Breach as well. She she came up to me and, and knew the podcast, oh, knew me. And I was like, oh my God, what, like what? And like the people actually do stuff. And actually, I, I won't say Admin's name because I think he wants to be anonymous, but he's going to hate this. But I, I, ladies and gentlemen, was responsible for the lineups graphic that went out. So the, really? the Teams In news that came up on your social media feeds, um, I had to write that or at least read out the names because he didn't know the teams. So oh, I, was really? for, <laughs> I shouldn't say anymore because I'll get in yeah. trouble. But yeah, that's, um, that was quite funny. Um, I think we bumped into him. Then I know you're either going to be laughing or hating me, but either way, it'd be funny. We bumped into him and one of my mates was like, oh, that's admin, that's admin. And I was like, what, admin? No way. Um, that was quite a mad scene because I know there's like two of them apparently. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, um, He's nice what, was I, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, before I forget, because you were saying you walk through the canals. Obviously, you can't really avoid the red light district mm. because it's dotted around everywhere. It's not actually like one specific area for the red light district. It's yeah. just dotted around. And you, you know, you could just literally there's literally flats. People living in their living rooms, and then three three feet away, there's a woman in a window, and it's just that was bonkers to me. Like, there's just a family living there with their curtains open, having a chill Saturday night, and yeah, just so close to them is all this stuff going on that was bonkers to me but obviously it's very yeah, very normal for them 
Yeah, it's normal for them, isn't it? I mean, I wasn't, I didn't really go to there in the afterwards. Like, I didn't go in the night or anything. I saw that we took over, didn't we, a little bit uh, when on the canals in the evening. I saw the um, that was the special. fans after the game. That was like probably yeah, one of that the highlights looked unbelievable. for the trip, for sure. That, that yeah, looked it looked mad. Like, to be fair, I regret not going because after the thing, I was like, I was shattered by this point because I'd just written an article and like done all the press stuff. Like, we wrapped up about sort of 10 past 10-ish. And then, you know, you come out and it's like half 10. And then I was like, I could go into town now, but I was like, I'm just so dead. I might just fall asleep. And I did go to sleep. And I was like, I do regret it. Looking at all the videos in the morning, I was like, that looked pretty cool, to be fair. Yeah, well, that's right. We're, when we qualify from the group, we'll get someone else and then we'll be able to do it all over again because I'm not going through Athens. Yeah, I won't do, the, I won't do but... the press that one. Yeah, no. I mean, well, yeah, me and Maz had to do the, the media, the media stuff. But then as soon as that, as soon as we finished at what I can't remember what time we finished in Marseille, but yeah, straight on it, straight, straight back to the with all the Brighton fans. Yeah, but you're Enjoyed you're different, mate. You're you're built different. <laughs> I will be asleep by midnight. Like I I could I could drink all evening, but I would be asleep by midnight every time. As soon as it goes past midnight hours, I'll just be I'll be pointless being around because I'll just be like I just want to go home. And and that's my that's my problem. Like I'm tired after that because I wake up early, regardless of whether I want to or not. So like even if even if I don't want to, I'll probably still be awake at seven the next morning. So I'm built wrong. Feeling if that rough. makes sense. Yeah, built. No, you you are built. You're built right. To be fair, as a it's, it's subjective, I guess. <laughs> um, if we're if we're someone that's listening to this and wants to ask questions about Amsterdam, what do you reckon they'd ask? Like, what do you reckon they'd want to know about the trip to Amsterdam? Good question. Good question. I mean, it, it, as you say, already you've mentioned like the coolest parts of it, and obviously the city's pretty cool. And everyone mm. always talks about how, like nice the city is, just as a, as a city, and it is mm. a very nice city to be we, fair. Yeah, um, recommend like, it. You know, Definitely. you can. Yeah, like I want to go back there and just like have a look around again, um, because as, although I said I was a bit of a tourist for a bit, but I was only a tourist for an hour or two. And I think if I could, I'd probably have a look a little, around a bit more and you know try a few of the pubs and all that sort of thing. That would have been good um but yeah i think that's what that's one thing that you would be able to tell the story of rather than me because i yeah. obviously i, I was trying quite to jet it off we've got highlight. two very different sides which almost makes yeah, the podcast quite nice no it's good it's good i guess there's so many highlights for me for sure but one that literally gave me goosebumps was um we were in the irish pub i think luke links was actually there at the time he might have still been there um and yeah sat, um was it um don't look back at anger started playing um and it's such <laughs> a football song. song honestly the whole pub erupted into singing the song word for word Villa away end of the season <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go but probably it was yeah it was insane like the actual oh, goosebumps go so in unison it was incredible it's yeah. a bit like that um there's that video of all the football hooligans and they're singing they're singing some song together in a in a pub I can't remember what the song they're singing in but it was very similar to that and then that ended and then we'll go and seagulls 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 and then my friend danny um i think he then started um i think he started good old sussex no not good old sussex but i say i can't remember what he started singing um but then everyone started singing that story, as well man. afterwards sorry yeah my, my brain's absolutely scrambled and then yeah that that was just incredible i think i got it on film of everyone singing it let me have a look i swear i did oh my god my nose is this is a this is a ben story that you have to you have to almost try and write in your own head as to what it looks like because you hear bits and pieces and you have to try and link it all up together by the time i was a bit there i don't even know it's it's such a broken story here you go okay fair enough 
great song. Here we go. <laughs> great song. That, that that was insane. That was pretty cool. Um, then we had this massive flag. I don't know if you guys you saw a picture of the flag we made. Um, so carrying that around. Flags. Yeah, flags are the flags are on point. Met the boys at Dogma as well. Uh, met art of football lot. So the Did two lads, yeah, the two lads that run art of football. Um, they one's a Julian fan, one's a Wolves fan. Didn't know that. They gave out like seventy limited edition Amsterdam Brighton bucket hats and. Everyone was wearing them, so they were like, oh, where'd you get that from? So I ran over to them, and they are like, oh, we literally just gave away the last one. I was like, fuck. All the bucket hats were so cool. So shout out to them. Oh, got it. Because they're doing a lot with the club. Mate, we need to go yeah. on them. We need to go on we them. Do, we do, we do. I did to say to him, I was like, oh, is there, any, so is, there cool. any, I was like, is there any chance of getting getting some? They were like, no, we literally just made them for this and this only. I was like, you're not going to sell them? He was like, nah. I was like, oh, well, that's a shame. Um, so that, that was annoying, because those bucket hats were really, really cool. Um, what else? What else happened? Um, yeah, Ben. What was, what, so was the, much. what was the thing that was like the the key moment in, in European? What was it that like really? Because obviously, I say like seeing Ansu. I think I think that actually, what one thing I didn't mention was before the game, Deserbi is very open with his training. So he opens training up, and I think it's a Europa League requirement as well now. So you can go into what like training public training the game. Yeah, um, yeah, but it's obviously press only. Yeah, press only, and yeah. going out. Yeah, going out there into that stadium when it was completely empty and all that was there was the Brighton, st- Brighton team warming up and, and doing their runs and whatever they were doing. And just walking out in that ground and looking at it, I think that completely took my breath away because I was mm. like, you know, it's not it's not just going to a stadium and looking around it. It's like it was had such an aura because it was like, you know, Deserby's pitch at that point. We had the whole pitch. They're all training. And you had everyone sort of there taking photos. We're only allowed 15, 20 minutes. And I like for me, I was just like so taken aback by it. I was like, yeah. this is mental. Like actually mind blowing. Like mm. again, where we are, you know, this is Brighton at the end of the day. Um and I think that was that was probably like the biggest, like biggest wow moment, I think. Yeah. But the wow moment for me would be <laughs> looking at my bank balance <laughs> the day after the day we got back probably <laughs> that yeah, was yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ mate it was Jesus expensive out there wasn't it <laughs> yeah fucking hell it was Jesus Christ oh man yeah but it was absolutely worth it like it's once in a lifetime opportunity isn't it really so you could, that's, that was what, that was the mentality we all had so it was like just absolutely go for it enjoy it don't think about what you're doing you just yeah do uh, yeah just do it just do it basically um do not then, worry later yeah exactly yeah. i think yeah the highlights for me were just i guess being in the being even just being in the bar watching the game all these familiar faces that you know and see at the matches and away days everyone's so friendly and chip like literally everyone everyone's mates that went there so people will be walking in you'd be like oh man yeah. what, how you doing all that sort of stuff that was pretty incredible um and yeah obviously when the goals were yeah. flying in all the songs that were singing the night outs yeah it was just insane so good um, I can't really pin it down at one moment, but definitely that don't look back in anger were followed by the Bryant song was the moment yeah. they gave me an absolute like, goosebumps, probably in an Irish bar, obviously not in a fancy place. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds so cliche, but like, I know we say it nearly every single time, but like how far we've come as a football club, like it's just nuts. Like it really is. I mean, when you even just look back a few years ago, 
And I was talking to one of my mates today who's a Brighton fan, and he made a good point. He said, the fact we're going into only, what, our second season in the Premier League, where we're not worried about relegation, properly worried about yeah. relegation. I mean, this is really the only time, and we're in the Europa League. Um, you know, don't get wrong, we could still get relegated. <laughs> it's not impossible with the rubber on at the minute. But, I mean, we, we're not we're not really thinking about relegation, to be no. honest. And I think that that's, that's mad. Like, and... In that same time, we've then gone on these crazy European trips. Obviously, I didn't make Marseille. You did, but I may go to Athens. I'm undecided at the minute. Mm. Um, pricey old, pricey old price, yeah. um, and a long way to go. But I don't know. We'll think about it. Um, but yeah, just just those sort of, to, to have that problem of knowing whether I'm going to go to Athens or not is great. And I think that <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that that's a, a, such a great problem to have, you know. Sorry, I was blowing my nose for the 18,000th time today. I'll probably sneeze. Like... Listen, mate, it's not as bad as that one where you were so hungover and you couldn't talk. Yeah, true. Because that, yeah, the... that was an uphill task of a podcast, that was. Two of the last three episodes I've done, I've not been in a good, not been in a good state. I generally probably have sneezed like 500 times a day. I feel so rough. It's been that. It's been painful. Um, <laughs> what would you say? How crazy it is doing it? Yes, it is crazy. Which is why I'm just, yeah, living for it and just taking it for what it is instead of overthinking it and just going to these places and just having as much fun as mm. possible to be honest um instead of overthinking yeah. it and then just depending how far it's we like, yeah when we got that sorry go on i was just gonna say depending on how far we get in the competition you never know when we're going to go out like so just enjoy it as yeah. much as you can now um and also we never know when we're going to be back in the competition so you know, if we do manage to qualify for Europe again or if we win this it, season, we're going even bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. When we get to Champions Dublin League. and beat, when we beat Liverpool in the in the final in Dublin, we'll get UCL football. That'll be nuts. Um, but yeah, if we get Thanks European football again crying, this season, which staying here, that'd be great. Crying Imagine at the end that. of the season twice Being in a like, row. I love Alexis though. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to see him crying, but same time, um, it would be pretty mad to have him in the final of the Europa League. I know we're getting ways ahead of it. We need to get out of the group first. But that'd be that'd be very yeah. funny, and then but get yeah, past um, the people that drop down for the Champions League as well. Yeah, true, true. Do you reckon how far do you reckon we'll get, Ben? Like, let's get an updated scenario. I mean, provided we get out of the group, what do we need? Another point, isn't it? We need to draw. Apparently, with Athens, it's a draw. Think, yeah, draw with Athens, and then we're good. Um, um, I just so I'm you know, desperate to go finish into it first. Trying Ryan. to win. If we finish first, then we've got mm. a good chance because then, yeah, like I said, we avoid those Champions League teams that drop down for the playoff situation. Is that um, how it works? See, I, I don't yeah. really understand it too much because I, I never really looked into it too much before now. Yeah, so it's third place in the Champions League will then drop down um, into the Europa League. So then second place in our right. group will play someone that drops down from the Champions League in third place. That makes sense. Um, and at the okay. moment, I mean, I haven't really looked at the Champions League uh, groups yet. That could be something that could be quite interesting to do right now, actually, seeing as we're kind of getting deeper into it. Um, let's have a look at who's mm. third. So, I mean, obviously, we're groups. so new to tournament football, aren't we? Yeah. So let me. I'll run through some of the teams that are currently third right now. Um, obviously, this could change. So Shakhtar third. Um, you got AC Milan a third, Feyenoord a third, Salzburg a third, Braga a third. Okay, these actually don't sound too bad to be honest. Uh, Galatasaray a third, and Lons a third. You know what? That's actually better than I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah. Mm. So and then I'm looking at who's bottom of some of the groups. You got Young Boys who potentially go third Newcastle might drop down into it I mean even PSG any of that Dortmund PSG Milan group can still finish third uh, Celtic could potentially go third Benfica are fourth in their group so you'd expect them to maybe 
finally get a win in their group and potentially overtake Salzburg. Union Berlin. I don't want Newcastle. Se- down oh my god, Sevilla are fourth. Sevilla are fourth in the group, so they they might not even drop down to Europa League at this rate. So there are some big teams that aren't even going to. What does that do? Just make- knock them out completely? Yeah, they're just out completely. And then it's similar to us. So obviously, if we somehow mm. manage to finish third, um, God forbid, then we drop down to the Conference League. We go to Conference. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Shot. So we could. I mean, out of what you've said, um, I think Dortmund are going to be all right because they've just done a double over Newcastle, haven't they? I mean, yeah, you would imagine who else in that Newcastle group? Newcastle, Dortmund, PSG, and who? Milan. Oh yeah, probably bigger Milan teams finish. like Benfica, um, Seville. Who else did I say that were kind of? God, Milan would be a good one, wouldn't it? That would be Milan good. would just be nice. to go imagine to San Siro to... and watch Brighton. And we could actually sing the correct song of um, Have You Ever Seen the Palace in Milan? Yeah, Have You Ever Seen Palace in Milan? Yeah, <laughs> and then, we then they actually there. have been there, yeah, which so never similar. really works. Uh, apparently they're in the 70s or something, but they've never been Amsterdam, to be fair. Doesn't count. But yeah, I mean... Recent, so. Yeah, true. Yeah, football only started yeah. in 2003. Um, History started yeah, in Brighton, I think... well, a couple of seasons ago for Brighton when we got Potter in. That's when it started. Just kidding. Obviously, we've got an unbelievable history before people take that too seriously. Mate, we're huge. Right. We've actually got we've won, we won so many trophies as Chelsea fans always like to tell us about. Um, but where do you generally think? Like, if you were to if you were to guess right now, estimate should I say? You know what would be what would be great for you, and what would be realistic for you? Obviously, the dream is to go on and win it. Obviously, yeah. but I mean, what would be a, what would be a great way to to market? Like, do you want the final, or do you want to just get through to the where? Oh yeah, obviously, I'd love to get to final. Um... I think because we've had such a difficult group, we've kind of, it's maybe made me a bit more apprehensive about the latter stages. But if you look at the teams in the other groups, they're probably teams that you say, oh, we could win a lot of those. It's just because we've had quite a tough group. We kind yeah. of think this competition is quite difficult. We've, we're winning, um, mate. We've done really well. We've done really well. Yeah. Yeah. We've turned it around because when, when we lost to Athens, I was thinking, oh God, we're not going to bottle this, are we? We're not going to bottle this whole group stage and lose every match. So, I mean, that genuinely went through my mind. I was like, God, we are we are miles off it. Um, but no, we have turned it around brilliantly. Mm. So that's good. Where could we get to? I have no idea. Um, let's, I'll just throw out we that. could I think be the like that West Ham, couldn't quarters. we, where we do well in the Europa League quarters, you say? Potentially, yeah. Again, it's, the thing is, though, it's always depending on who you get. Um, and we, you know, what we, yeah. what we like in yeah, knockout cool, football, I mean. not usually good um, in knockout football. I don't think from history. Uh, from history. Well, this is um, what I was going to. This is what I was, I was. I'm glad you said that because I mean, as we say, we're so about. new to tournament football. Yeah, but I mean, we're in new territory. I mean, don't get me wrong. We've now got a lot of injuries. Dunk obviously being out. Hopefully, he's net back for Forest. Um, we've got a lot of injuries. We're going to need some players in the in the in the January for sure. But I mean, the squad we've got is very capable of getting out of the group for a start. Secondly, when you say like you look across the rest of it, we've got a very good team. I mean, if we just not solely focused, we don't want to get ourselves relegated. But I mean, focused primarily on just getting to the final of that Europa League. Then I think I, I think honestly, that's probably our best bet at the minute, um, because I'd rather us finish 10th in the champ- in the Premier League. Sorry, in the championship. God, 10th in the Premier League. And win the Europa League or get to a semi-final in the Europa League. Yeah, no, I agree. Do you know what I mean? Because the difference between 10th and if you're not going to qualify for anything, what's the point? You get a bit more money, but I mean, you're going to get more money for getting further in Europa League, surely. Mm. 
Oh yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, you definitely do. Um, if you play football manager, you always, yeah, you always get a bit more money in, in every single round. Um, but then, yeah, I guess, yeah, league table wise, top half finish. Um, I'll take eighth to be honest. Mm. Take, take, I'll take eighth and yeah, semi final in Europa League would be insane. So that'd be cool. Um, quick one, Ryan. Um, Maz is back home. Do you want to? Should we have him on for like five minutes and then do you need to go? Yeah, let's let's hop him on because I mean I can just quickly cover. Um, Sheffield United. Um, yeah, and then, then we can go that. I'll probably head off. Yeah, give give me give yeah. me ten to ten fifteen minutes. I'll, I'll do it. Oh, cool. All right. Well, we're gonna wrap this up, cool. and then ten seconds. Maz will be with us. All right. So I'll see you in literally ten. Well, I'll see you in one second. Uh, Goodbye. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, welcome back. I told you that would be a second. And Ryan forgot to do his hand move, I think. Oh, for God's yeah. sake, Ben. Oh, my God. Why didn't it be at least? I could have been sad. It would have been a really, really cringy transition. Rubbish production quality. Um, rubbish production quality. No, the, quality, the production quality is great because we've gone from two to a three in the space of a millisecond. Maz has joined us. Um, Maz, how are you doing? Well, are you feeling rough like myself? Uh, I, I am feeling really rough. Yeah, I've got a cold. I've got a flu. Yeah, I powered through. I went and watched, obviously. Sounded, to be fair. Mighty Albion, the Mighty Girls. <clears throat> yeah. I, I don't know how to whole shoot today, so I don't know how I'm still here. Um, but, yes, you want a line from me for Ajax, don't you? Yeah, not that sort of line. Me. Right. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that was Ryan's joke off there as well. Was, no, it was uh, not. So, my, my line is, historic night in Amsterdam. Um what a win. Well done, the boys. There you go. I'm not paying 13 quid for that one. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Uh, that's the best I could do, really, in the situation. SMH, in the uh, scenario. That's right. Me and Ryan have just done half an hour on it, so don't worry. We've, we've, I think we've covered it. We didn't even really talk about the match. We just talked about the trip, Historic. which I said to Ryan, a lot of people liked that when we done that for Marseille, so I think it was nice to do the same it's thing. better, isn't it? Just yeah. Memories, I mean, people mate. know yeah, we were absolutely unbelievable. Tahoot was sick. Um, not so much a Sheffield United, though, which we'll probably mm. talk about now. Um, mm. Disappointing result, for sure. Very, very disappointing. Really yeah. mad contrast between the result and the experience at Amsterdam, at Ajax, sorry, to then, yeah, fast forwarding to Sunday and rain against relegation fodder. Seems to happen all the time. Um, happens every season, really, where we always, a game we're expected to win, dominate, it, it rains, and then we, yeah, kind of mess up somehow um i would like to say to give sheffield united credit before the red card they did start coming into the, into the game a bit more and i thought oh they might get an equalizer here and then a few minutes later to who actually gets the red card i thought oh well they probably will actually get the red card here so 
Yeah, we just did not look good after that happened, really, did we? Um, Ryan, what were your thoughts on the game? What was the what was the atmosphere like? Obviously, after a mad few days in Amsterdam. Atmospheres as dull as it comes, mate. At home, like what has happened to us? Like, I mean, look. At the end of the day, everyone's hungover. I mean. That's the one thing that I'd probably say is the saving grace of the atmosphere of the atmosphere conversation. But um, the Amex atmosphere, as we as we know, is 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 not great. But um, yeah, I I thought actually first half we we were really good, um, controlled the game. I, I didn't think there was anything to worry about. Um, there wasn't too much to report apart from a Dingra moment of quality, um, which we can talk about anyway. Because Facundo, by the way, yeah, needs his credit because so I haven't seen it enough. He gets so much stick. But he gave a great assist and it was a good finish from Adingra. Um, and yeah, just not too much else to say apart from that really for the first half. But the point is, yes, it might be a bit frustrating, but we were contr- controlling and cruising. And that's all we needed mm. to do for the second half. That's it. And we, yeah, we did. But that, that Adingra goal reminded me of Izquierdo's against Stoke. Just like the whole give and go, give and go, give and go. Yeah, and good shout, good shout. Um, that, that was a great goal. Mm. Um, Maz, what was it like witnessing that Adinga goal? Did you think, Cole, we're going to win four or five here? Mate, gen- like genuinely, in the warm-up, I'm actually not even exaggerating or lying or anything. So, what, what, uh, so actually, let's start on a positive note, actually. So on a nice note. <laughs> um, I went to the game with my dad uh, for the first time since 2005 oh, yeah, uh, when we played Bristol say. City. Nice. Yeah. We played Bristol City in the playoff final, which is mental. Like to think I haven't been to a game with my dad since then, which yeah, is insane. He took he took me and my sisters wow. to Cardiff uh, to the Millennium Stadium for the playoff final, where Leo Knight scored that goal, obviously. Um, yeah, and and I had a bit of football with him since then, which nice. is yeah insane. So yeah, that was really that was really nice. Um, my dad really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, what, what, so we got there a bit early for context. Uh, we got there a bit early because my dad wanted to like yeah you know soak it all up and stuff, and. Um, as we're warming up, so we were obviously sat W1H, which is obviously right close to like where they warm up with the goals and stuff. And I kid you not, I turned around to my dad and I said, Adingra will score first today. And I was about to put a bet on it. And obviously, in typical <laughs> Amex internet fashion, uh, it, I couldn't get on uh, the bookies quick enough. So, yeah, Dave I Nimmer was really between us is here on the podcast I, I, today, ladies and gents. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, honestly, the, wait, the way he was warming up, he was banging top bins every time. He was genuinely banging in top yeah, ends every time. And I was like, he's got, he's got a score. Him, to be fair. He's got a score. Um, so, yeah, I was gutted about that. But, yeah, uh, talk about the goal. It was, yeah, really, really well set up. Uh, really, really good layoff by Facundo, um, considering. And, and, yeah, the dribbling of a Dingra was unbelievable. Um, yeah, it was just a top, hmm. top, top goal all round. And it got everyone, got everyone on their feet. And, and like Don't. Ryan said, the, the atmosphere the atmosphere was, I, I wouldn't say it was shit, because I've definitely heard worse. But I agree with Ryan. It it wasn't it wasn't inspiring. Like like you know Roberto Zerbi's war cry the other day. It didn't exactly um, come to fruition for him. I don't think because no. it wasn't. It was hardly many people going for it. To be honest with you, yeah. but um, yeah, it was a great way to set up the day. And yeah, I, I did to answer your question. I did think we might go on then and score two or three, which I think in the first half we easily could have. Um, and then yeah, second half it was just awful, mate. I don't know, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened in the second half, but we were shite. Um, and to Hood as well, I just don't get why people stood up and applauded him off. I, I really don't understand that. I'll be honest. I'm calling because he because he played so well against Ajax. I think people wanted to maybe because I think when right, I when so I was watching it, it looked okay. like he was. So you clapping him off against there. Ajax then, Ben? Why are you clapping? <laughs> why are you clapping him off against when you just you just gone down to oh, the and you're clapping him off? 
I like no, this. no, no. I was just saying that he was really, really good against Ajax. So it was like a bit of like a let's not get your head down because we kind of need we need him to have confidence and feel like he's loved. Because let's be honest, like he probably doesn't. He's probably not the most loved player, especially prior to Ajax. He's a bit of like a outsider. He kind of he started in the team in the season, I, fell out of it. So I, it's, no, no, it's more just giving I, him the confidence. I'm not having a go at Dahoud. I'm having a go at our fans, the ones that stood up and applauded when we've just gone to ten. Like. Honestly, I don't really get the whole concept of you've applauding a man who's just cost your team the game, essentially. Mm. Maybe they get it. It was more sympathy because, I mean, some people think it was uh, was deliberate. Some people don't. I don't think it was. Maybe I'm just being an idiot and saw it for... Saw it for what I want us to think. I don't and think it that. was either. To be so that's fair. maybe why also Brighton fans were probably thinking, all right, a bit of sympathy. Um, don't get your head down, mate. Come on, boys. Were they also clapping the mm. team to be like, come on, let's let's get on with it? Like, don't. I did clap a ding. I did clap the hood. I'm not gonna lie, but I didn't clap. I didn't stand. I sort of quite a few around me did. I sort of just clapped um, because I, I've got to be honest, I didn't really see it in the moment and I didn't know the severity of the situation. But then when I looked at it back, it's a red card. But again, as Ben said, I don't think he meant to do it, if that makes sense. Yeah. What about you, Maz? Do you think it was a deliberate one? No, no, I, I don't think it was deliberate at all. Um, however, I think it definitely was a red card. I think, yeah, mo- nine times out of 10, you're going to give that. If that happened to us, we would be asking for it as well but no mm. I, I don't think it was i don't think he went in with intention to hurt anyone or i don't think he did it deliberately deliberately at all um but it's just do you know do you know what really annoyed me i saw belabor warming up and i knew he was going to take him off before mm. he got the red card and then literally a second earlier uh, like yeah that was so exciting that i, I knew he was going to come off uh and then he had to take off billy gilmore mm. which i thought yeah he did come off uh, he had no Sorry. choice really at that point yeah well yeah 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 um yeah. so yeah it was really frustrating to know that he was about to come off and then done that silly silly challenge and we were down to 10 men and ultimately mm. we ended up drawing the game yeah very typical um Fair. i was gonna say that apparently there was controversy in the other end with um was it Jaden bogle apparently he handballed it but i mean i watched the game but i cannot remember that happening unless i blinked and missed it apparently there was a penalty shout and it was also mentioned on match of the day too yeah there was that either well, can you tell me what happened? Because I have no idea what it's talking about. Maybe I do remember, but I don't. May I don't know what happened. I, I, don't. I, I don't know what happened, well. but I, I know there was penalty shout. Um, was, there was, that was a Webster, shout for handball, wasn't was it? Did check it. Um, no, that was no. no that was that, that was a separate well, one. To be fair, they VAR checked. That was literally VAR checked it, and then yeah, I don't know. Because obviously the Sheffield United fans were bantering us when they said handball, handball, handball. Um, as you do, but yeah, I don't know. It wasn't. I I didn't really see anything that indicated it was handball. Um, obviously, the referee didn't give it either. To be honest with you, I know a lot of people were against the ref, um, but that wasn't the reason why we lost that game, or at least drew that game. It feels like a loss. Um, you know, I I feel like the referee was poor. Yes, Did, is that the reason we lost the game or drew the game? No. Um, yeah, we should. You know, I feel like we should be. Yeah. Okay. No. Uh- I, I I agree with that, Brian. But also at the same time, that for example, right, there was a couple of decisions which I, sort of left me a bit bamboozled. It was the one of them was the foul on Belaber when he was through on goal. Did him get a card? Yes, that, that was just baffling point. to me. Like, yeah, no no, no card yeah, for that Belaber Belaber challenge. And then and then you obviously had the one as well. Of course, the the Webster went down and basically Webster went down. I think he was being 
manhandled or whatever. He claims he's being manhandled. I haven't actually watched the replay yet. I don't think it. But I then, don't think it was much of a pen. I'm pr- to be honest. Oh really? Oh, yeah, to be fair, well, I haven't actually seen it back, but I'm pretty sure he he was asking for it to be checked, and I could be correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think it was checked. And so everyone in the stadium was thinking, "Well, what's going on? Why is this not being? Why is this not being checked?" So yeah, it was just a lot of things that happened when you're in the stadium. You just you don't have the, um, you know, you don't get updated. You don't know what's going on. So okay. obviously within the stadium, loads loads of people around us like going mental because they were getting frustrated of no not knowing what was going on and what the referee. Mm was doing. So yeah, they can cut that out by just some communication, something on the board or I don't know. So, yeah. Something needs to change. Webster really just, made it as if something happened. Communication is crap. His arms are going mental all over the place. And then Van Hex or Webster claiming it. So Van Heck then joined in, I think probably not knowing what happened. Um, mm. But that was obviously right, right at the death, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure where we thought that, well, everything yeah, was, was right, yeah, right yeah. going to try and get as any, anything you can really from that situation. Um, what else happened in the game? Unfortunately for Webster, um, he it's a known goal for him as well. Um, it was a, quite a good move from Sheffield United, but he just always seems to be the guy that <laughs> taps it in. I guess if he hadn't done it, it would have been the yeah, archer striker that probably would have tapped in anyway. So it's one of them ones where you just got to stick a leg and hope. Hopefully something happens, but unfortunately mm-hmm. it didn't. Um, so, what did you make of him, uh, uh, Ryan? Go on, Mez. I'll let you finish because you were going to say something. Sorry, no, just just really quickly. Um, you mentioned Webster. I saw sorry, he was getting loads of pelters on on socials as well as Jason Steele. I just I, I think it's super harsh. I thought, like like I said in the first half, I thought we were really solid at the back. Eagle, Webster, and um, Van Hecker looked really solid. Didn't really, mate. Honestly, they didn't have a sniff. Sheffield United did not have a sniff in the first half. And then obviously when we went down to ten men, I think as a team we we crumbled. So I think I think the the criticism of Webster and um, Steel, for example, were just really harsh. Mm-hmm. I just don't really understand. Yeah, it. That's why I ask it because I always like, see what, what can you do? he's a bit of a scapegoat at the moment, yeah. Webster. Um, when things go wrong, mm. um, yeah. You Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, well, yeah. He, he has his he has his moments for yeah. us where he has these periods where he's really really good, and then he kind of falls out the team or gets injured, and then doesn't really get to the levels. Then we see glimpses of it in certain games, and then we don't in other games because I mean, right now, you know, he's bat- battling for battling for a spot with Van Heck and Eagle when he's not playing a left back because of all the bloody injuries we've got. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a weird one for him. I, I would love for him to stay obviously. Um, but I imagine some Brighton fans, especially on Twitter, probably want him to go. How far, yeah. How many more seasons do you reckon we've got of Adam Webster? Do you reckon he's here to stay for a while? Cause I mean, on the pitch, maybe he's not going as well, but I, I can guarantee you off the pitch, he is one of the, probably the leaders in that changing room. And you can see it in all of the videos that they have on socials where he's bantering all the players. And I think he is definitely like, a key key figure in the changing room. So, for that reason, I'll definitely keep him. It's important to remember that Webster was by far one of our best players um, not too long ago. And I think, you know, when it was that season when we had Dunk, Webster, and White as a back three, it was probably one of the best defenses in the league. And I think that that's what's surreal is that we've gone from that to. It's unfortunate, but it's like, it's just injuries have just killed him. <laughs> it's, it's really, really unfortunate. But I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go anywhere as far as saying you know Webster to be out of the club or anything like that. Mm. Def- definitely not. Um, but I, I probably would say, yeah, we, 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 we're just so light as a squad. We're so light, and I think that that's where Deserby's frustrations are coming from. I mean, Deserby said that we haven't seen the real Webster, but then he also says that. You know, we're, we're we're still competing with these these big teams 
despite losing our best players, despite having this massive injury list and despite not spending as much money as your Newcastle's, your Aston Villa's, your Chelsea's, um, you know, these are the teams that we're competing Throwing with. Chelsea in there, that's close. Um, well, it's true though, isn't it? Because Chelsea are what? They're going to be hoping for a top six, yeah. aren't they? Top four, top six. It is weird. They will be and in that, in that, you've got those spots. In that, you've got Villa, Newcastle, Chelsea, Manchester United, not so much as much anymore, but they're going to be competing for it. And that's that's the level that we want to be at. And that's the level we have been at. So that's who we're competing with. And we still are competing with, despite being on a bit of a, on a, a bad run. But again, it's, it's just the squad. Like we just aren't ready for it at all. Um, and it, it keep coming down to the same things, unfortunately, is that it, we just, we're just too light. We don't have enough as we, as we could have predicted from the, from the summer transfer. But again, we've had so many injuries. Yeah. I've got a list. I've got a list in front of me. You've got the current injury list. You've got Lewis Dunk, Julio Ciso, Purvis Opinion, Evan Ferguson, Tarek Lamptey, Solly March, uh, James Milner, Danny Welbeck. Um, and was it the, Bright, the pursuit of the truth, Bright, Brightonian account? He goes, you could make a pretty good lineup just from those players alone. Um, and then chucking and losing Alexis, Caicedo, Cole Will in the summer. Um, and he says, yeah. considering all of the above, I just we're doing amazingly well. I was going to say, yeah, considering we're doing amazingly well, which I agree. And even the game, uh, games where we've dropped points, we only have ourselves to blame, really. Um, yeah, he's, he's very true. And mm. can I just say, of those players that you've said that are injured, you know, you've got what Dunk been literally playing pretty much every game for us past five years. You've got Lamptey been so injury prone over the last few years. We've got Webster, uh, sorry, Welbeck injury prone over the last few years. James Milner, 37 years old. Julio and Ciso is very unfortunate. Um, we've got, what's the, who's the other one? Solly March had back history of knee injuries. Um, so this, it sounds, Estupinian overused a left back so he had no one else to cover him. So it sounds ridiculous when you say how many injuries we've got, but actually they've been reasonably foreseeable. This is surprising, um, yeah. In a, in a not so distant way at mm. all, really. The Lana's not on the list, if that's what you're getting at, Ryan, which is surprising. And also, another yeah, person... Yeah, until, uh, until next month. Yeah, <laughs> another person that's not on the list, and Mazel, go to you because he probably warmed up in front of you. Jakob Moda's finally not on the list. He, made, he was on the bench um, oh, against yeah. Sheffield United, which was so, so nice to see. There's a moment... Um, on when I was watching the game, the whole every all the fans were singing his name, and then the camera panned to him, and he was just smiling, like bobbing his head to it, as if he was like listening to a song, which was such a nice uh, moment for him, um, and just such a great moment to see. But what was it like when he warmed, like when he started warming up in front of you guys? Because you could hear it on the telly, all the fans singing his name, and the applause was insane. Yeah, no, it was class. Um, yeah, it's really good to see him back, you know. I think I think he could potentially be a really key member of the team going forward because, as we just mentioned, all the injuries that we've got, I think we need, and especially midfield, we're so light in that centre midfield position um, just because of, you know, question, question marks over the hood. I know he's had good games, but he's also had bad games. Um, I, I love Billy Gilmore. I think I think he's great. Um, I think he's brilliant in there. But Belaber's still not ready. He's still got time to... He still needs to embed into the team. So I feel like centre midfield is, is sort of a position where it's all up for grabs. I feel like Yakamoda, if he comes in and hits the ground running, there's no reason why he can't get a starting position in that centre midfield spot. I don't see any reason why not. So, um, yeah, I think it's great for, for competition. It's great for him to come back from injury. Uh, let's just hope he's not one of those players that we spoke about, you know, being consistently injured. I think that would be a great shame. I hope he's not one of those players. I hope it's just mm. one of those one-off injuries. Um, but, you know, 
you never know with these things, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, it was great to see a uh, really good reception from the fans. And um, yeah, let's just embed him slowly. Let's not do what we do with Estepinian, bring him oh on for God, 10 minutes yeah, and then get him spoke about that. Yeah. Hi- yeah. <sighs> Hopefully we don't do, do an Estepinian and uh, we just ease him back in, give him maybe 10 minutes at the end uh, and then see, see how it goes. But yeah, um, let's just pray he doesn't get really yeah. It was 19 months since since his injury against Norwich, and I was like, "You can have two kids in that that space of time." And then when I said that, my brother was like, "My brother was like, did he?" And I was like, "No." I said, "He could have had two kids. He didn't have two kids. Well, he might have had two kids. He might have had one." <laughs> you never know. He might have. He might. Have. <laughs> yeah, but no. These days, um, you could have as many as he wants. Actually, I was also told my nan said he could have as many as he wants in that time, just with different uh, people. But yeah. Anyway, cheers, nan. Right. Um, anything else from the game? <laughs> That we can talk about. I want to tell you what Roberto Zerbi's comment went kind of viral in football recently with um, him saying, "Yes, uh, yeah, referees. It's not news, but I don't like referees," which I thought was a great line anyway. And then he also said, "I dislike eighty percent of the English referees," which <laughs> which is hilarious. Yeah, um, which to me so good. screams only eighty percent, uh, which is the surprising <laughs> yeah, part of that. I would Who have thought it'd be considerably higher. Yeah, you reckon twenty. Which ones is? do you like, Roberto? Mm. Ah, I, I have no idea useless, who he was mate, like. honestly. Yeah, shite. Um, yeah, bribed him, not to say <laughs> he didn't. He didn't like the behaviour of the referee against Sheffield United um, because obviously when he storms over to him and books books to Zerbi because Zerbi was fuming. Um, and you know, they kept, the camera kept panning to no, he is the camera kept panning to to Zerbi having a go at the fourth official as well. Like just the attitude on the the referees is just mind boggling. Sometimes I think they don't really they just ignore them, which then winds winds up the managers even more. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's what it comes down to. Because um, was it Poch as well kicked off yesterday, didn't he? Um, last night after the Man City Chelsea game, he he had it out with the referees as well. And I think what's happening is I feel like, do you know what it is with referees? Some of them as well, they all have they all got a bit of a power trip, aren't they? They're a bit like a bouncer on a night out. They, oh, they go, just because yeah. they've got a badge, right? And, and <laughs> they're, they're you know this this a power of authority. They think they can mm. speak to you in a certain way, and they can act in a certain way, and they can sort of do what they want. Which to an extent is true. They are the you know the, they are there to keep the law. However, I think there's ways to deal with people. There's ways to speak to people. And and granted, managers and players can also be more respectful. You know, it works both ways. I'm not saying it yeah. should just be referees that have to be respectful and all that kind of stuff, but. I think you see a lot of them go on a bit of a power trip and they think they're, you know, the main, the main person, the main character, uh, syndrome. And they just you really ruin, they spoil the game because they make it all about them. Yeah. They're yeah. not thinking about the game and the wider repercussions and, you know, making bookings like Gustavo Harmer, I think was very lucky yesterday not to get a second yellow. Um, there was just like, there's times where you just think, right, you've had a poor performance, but yet you come to the end of the game, you're still giving it the big one as if like you've had a worldie. So mm. I just, yeah, I think they have a bit of a complex, some of them, which really needs to get rid of. And I don't know how we approach well, that. Dean was a good example, wasn't he, on that Sky Sports thing the other day oh, yeah. with Paul Merson. I mean, when Paul Merson obviously lost it and you don't really blame him, do you? I mean, with, with sort of just how he sits there and that's the rules, you know, I don't have to blow my trumpet mm. and all this. And I'm just <laughs> thinking, mate, why are you sitting there like an arrogant clown speaking to a former footballer like that when you've never played the game before? Yeah. I mean, it's just mind blowing. I mean, you know, at least if you at least if you've played football before and not read it out of a textbook, you'd have some some legs to stand on. But yeah, it, it keeps coming down to the same thing. I, I, I see Deserby's frustrations because 
I mean, the the Sheffield United manager was doing exactly. I think it was his assistant just doing the same thing. He was he was way out of his box, shouting at the fourth official, shouting at the referee, going crazy. And just because it's the Zerbi, it feels like he's become a bit of a a bit of a scapegoat, really, just because it's him and he's been booked before, he's been sent off before, he's Italian. They're just going to book him, and I think it's <laughs> actually I, I actually understand that because it's very harsh on him to be honest. I don't- I don't think it helps, by the way, that now that he's come out with his comments about the referees, now the referees are going to target him, I reckon, because oh, yeah, they're going to be like, well, he's, he's slagging us off, yeah. Mate, so you'll get a red card for five life minutes hell. next game, 100%. <laughs> well, I think, I think, well, I think they're going to punish us as a team, you know, because obviously he's the manager of Brighton and Albion. So mm. a by, I think byproduct, <laughs> we're going to we? the decisions. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So cheers, Robert, uh, Roberto. We're going to now suffer because of you. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I'm happy. Do you know what? <laughs> I'm actually glad that he did come out and, and, and um, you know, get, gave his uh, yeah, honest opinions yeah, and actually vocalised them. You know, fair, fair play to him. He, he stands up for what he thinks is right. And um, yeah, I'm all for it. And he's not like apologising like, you know, speaks out po- what he thinks is. But the fraud Potch did because Potch apologised literally in his post-match mm-hmm. presser afterwards saying how he went, he crossed the line. But yeah, because he's obviously, and then I don't think he's been charged because of it because he apologised. Uh, yeah, but he's always been nice guy, and he Potch. Yeah, he was like at Spurs and always had that nice guy complex. But then say mm. whatever you want during the game, and then you go back to being Mister Nice Guy in the media again. Yeah, at least Zerbi follows through with his actual thoughts. I mean, what's the point in just you know thinking something and not saying it? You may as well just go for it. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You get a fight. What's it matter to them? They're rich True. anyway. So I mean, just yeah. go for it, mate. Yeah, the weirdest part about the weirdest part about the referee. Uh, at Chelsea City was because it was Anthony Taylor and now Anthony Taylor has loads of history of Chelsea anyway oh, Chelsea fans hate God's him sake. but I thought he could go the, a podcast the, like the ear in that guy's name I just can't this, the, the, this is the maddest part <laughs> last week he was demoted to referee Coventry versus Preston in the oh. championship which made the news because he was demoted and it's the first time that's happened for ages um, and he also had a howler in that one he gave a penalty which was not a penalty um, and that was on t- went all over Twitter so, so then following week get put in charge of a game between Man City and Chelsea, two of the biggest clubs in England, after being demoted and having another howler in the league below. Against And then also Chelsea having history with these, these mad decisions with Chelsea. It's just, I have no idea how that kind of happened. What was the thought process with, with all of that? Surely if you got demoted, then... I don't think there is the, one, Ben. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's it, it is. isn't it? There's, there actually isn't one. Yeah, it's no, insane. No, I agree. It's just, it's just, it, it, I mean, what you've said, Ben, the facts alone are enough of an insult. And I think that's enough. The facts are an insult. Therefore, opinions don't even need to matter, do they? Because it, it writes itself. I could sit here and moan about Anthony Taylor for the next 20 minutes if you want me to. But I mean, mm. it's just pointless. It, it just goes to show what's wrong with it from the top to the bottom. Yeah, true. All right. Um, I'm going to sneeze a thousand more times after this. Um, and go in bed and probably edit this in bed because I feel so rough. Um, anyone else want to say anything about Sheffield United or Ajax before uh, I go and sneeze? No, I just thought, yeah, it was it was one of those games that was like without sounding cliched. It was a game of two halves, wasn't it? First half we were we were dominant. Like I said, I don't think Sheffield United had a sniff in the first half. Um, I didn't. I don't think they created one chance. I was they didn't do anything as well at half time. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, no, they didn't do anything. They actually didn't do anything. We had like, we had like quadruple their passes, I'm pretty sure, in the first half. Oh, yeah, it was outrageous. I don't think they touched the what ball. Win, no. I actually don't think they touched the Sorry. ball. Yeah. Yeah. The stats trophy, we won that, boys, so that's good. Um, we always do. But then, yeah, second half, I thought, I thought second half, yeah, like, like you said, Ben, they slowly did creep into the game. But again, again, up until that sending off, 
I don't think they actually did anything. Yeah, they didn't actually create many chances. Nah. And then, and then literally, I think they scored what a couple of minutes after the red card, mm. or five minutes after the red card, and then yeah, uh, we just didn't yeah. look like we were gonna get back into the game with ten men. And that's, um, that's just annoying, one of those, yeah, one of those frustrating games. ourselves in the foot, man. It's like. We're just so prone to it. I, I don't know why we, we seem to just, as I said, I think it was on a podcast a few weeks ago. We go from a team that's playing some of the best football in the Premier League to the team that just forgets how to play football together. Like they've never met each other before and that like we end up doing something silly and then, you know, Webster sticks in his own net and then that's all that it needed. And that's it. That's the game over. It's just so frustrating. Even- even after the first, was it? I think it was like three minutes in when, uh, do you remember, uh, Ryan or Ben, if you watch the game, when they crossed it across the box and Van Hecker nearly scored an OG with, the, with his head? Do you remember that? Oh, it was literally yeah. like two minutes into the game. Yeah. I, uh, honestly, yeah. The ball, I do, yeah, the, uh, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it got, it got whipped across our own box. We just I thought that was it, actually, to be box, fair. I must admit. And, and yeah, and, and, and I'm pretty sure it was pretty close. But yeah, it was just from that moment. I was like, for fuck, like, why can't we, like, we've gone from beating Ajax away 2-0 to then going to Sheffield United home. And like, that's, that's one thing that's really baffling me at the moment is like, we would have had them to, score, mate, without them even score. touching the ball. They literally would have had their first yeah, touch of the ball as well. <laughs> I just, I, I just can't go into any game now and just be confident. Like, I can't go into a game now thinking, yeah, we're going to win this game tonight. Like, it, I just don't go. Oh, yeah, I think we're just so inconsistent at the moment, and it is really frustrating. And I know there's injuries. I know there's rotation. I know there's a lot of factors. And and, and do you know what? We're not actually doing that bad. When you look at the league table, yeah, exactly. And where we are in Europe, we're about to qualify for the group. Uh, we're going to about to qualify through the group. Well, fingers crossed. And um, yeah, we, I think we're sitting what eighth at the moment. Um, in the Premier League. Yeah. So yeah. Like, look, I'm going to interrupt you there. It's, and I'm going it's to not ask panic you, stations. What is, what is a failure? Like this, or in fact, no, what is worst, worst case that would still be good this season? Forgetting Europe, right? I'll ask you, Maz, and then ask you, Ben. Taking your, taking your point, we're, you know, we're doing well considering everything we're going through, which is completely true. And I completely agree. Yeah. How low is low for us this season in the Prem? Like, where would you accept? <sighs> That's a really good question. I oh, so eighth now. Come the end of the season, I think we finish anything lower than twelfth. I think that would be really bad. That would be really poor. I, like I, I expect us to at least get a top ten finish, considering we're in Europe. Because look, it's our first season in Europe. We can't be expected to be going being a top six team and you know competing for Champions League. Like let's be realist about it. We're, we're, we're handling a brand new thing we've never experienced before. The manager, the club, the players, mm. the fans, like this is all new. So I'll take a top 10 finish and get far in the Europa League, which I don't know what that equates to, but quarterfinals, maybe something like quarters. I'll take that all day long. Mm. Top 10 finish. And that. Yeah. But, yeah. but sorry, ben. just quickly, if we don't get, if we don't get European spot, like Europa Conference League, I think we're going to find it super difficult next season to attract maybe some of the players we are looking like. Like I've seen we've been looking with that Bargy from Copenhagen, uh, Barco, the left back uh, from Boca. Like if we don't get European, if we don't get, if we don't get European football, I think we're going to struggle to attract uh, the type of players we might want next season. Yeah. I think, I think the teams below us, other than Chelsea, who are kind of coming up a little bit, I think they, we are just better than them, even though, even with dealing with Europe as well. Um, so I think top 10 finish, if we finished eighth, and like I said in the first half, if we, we finished eighth, 
and got to find Europa, that would be a very, very good season, I'd still think. Um, so, yeah, maybe I'll take that. I would probably be, yeah, I would be disappointed, even though that's is a mad thing to say if we finish in the bottom yeah, half. Yeah, what's lowest though, Ben? Like, what is lowest? Like, well, 10th, because that's the 30, top half, 12, I think. I'd be, just, yeah, I'd be happy with 10th and lowest. Yeah, for sure. That'd be the lowest we can go. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, no, it's fair. I think, I think I probably agree. I don't, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really want to be saying 13th or 12th or 11th because I, it just feels a little bit of a, you know, we've got this great manager. We've got Mitoma, we've got Nciso, we've got these great players at our disposal. And then to say that we're a bottom half team again, and then say, yeah, we don't, not saying we should win the Europa League by any stretch, but light's gone off. But we shouldn't, we should be I've, wanting to get to the latter rounds, you know. I've got an interesting one for you two as well. So to, to talk about like where we, so right now, right, West Ham are 9th, Chelsea 10th, Brentford 11th, and Wolves 12th, right? Would you think any of those teams, so Wolves, Brentford, Chelsea, West Ham, will finish above us, meaning we will then go down to, let's say, a 12th position? Do you think they'll finish? Above us in the season, I think Chelsea you probably got to be realistic. Chelsea could. That's think maybe yes, they're picking up form now. Yeah, and yeah. they don't have yeah. to worry Chelsea about Chelsea recency bias says yeah, yeah, fair. And then West Ham, um, Brentford, Wolves. Probably do you think not. They got the capacity. No. They don't have the capacity. I don't think. And also, we're only twelve games into the season. We're twelve games into the season. There's so much left of the season to play. Um, I don't want people. I don't want people thinking that yeah. we're all doom and gloom here because I still think we are going to have a really good season. Oh no, no, no that's not yeah. the point. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. not the point. I'm asking what no, the lowest, we, the lowest purely because I just well. want to know. Yeah, it's more about setting yourselves a bit of a real, real reality check, should I say? Because you're, you know, what we what we're going through at the minute is it's, it. Deserby doesn't like saying bad form, as we learned in the last week's press conference. So he doesn't. He doesn't deem us in bad form because of the circumstances. And I, I do agree with him. You want to beat Sheffield United. That's the trouble. I think that's where it's a bit annoying because, like, you know, they're bottom of the yeah, league. But then again, when you look at us this time last year, we were going through a bit of a bad run. Apart from obviously beating Chelsea, we struggled still. We, beat, we lost to Everton. We lost to Forest. We lost to these lower league sides. And we still ended up in, in, in sixth. So... Mm-hmm. That last exactly. then, if you if you compared last season beginning Potter to losing Potter to getting Deserby etc to then January onwards and that last run with everything going crazy, listening to free from desire every night, like huh. it was so like it's two different seasons, isn't it? Yeah, that is. And, I'm and pretty sure. So, mind, so, Ryan, we didn't have someone any, said that we. Oh, go on, you go we didn't have sorry. any European football last season either. So yeah. I was just about to say we, we didn't have any yeah, exactly. European football to compete with exactly. last season as well. So you got you got to remember that as well. And someone said that we're yeah. better off now than we were last season, points wise. Don't know if that was maybe that was only the biggest oh, last yeah, week. That's just, interesting. Maybe well, that was maybe last maybe, maybe I think that was before the last Chef yeah, I think that was before the Sheffield United game, I think. Okay. But yeah, we're interested to know if we still are, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um well on that note, at least we've got the international break to look forward to. Lol. Um mm-hmm. don't even know who England are playing. Dunks yeah. no, I actually think it's a good thing. Now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but it's actually, we need I think, the break. I think it gives us gives our whole squad to time to recuperate and hopefully get a few faces back. I think a lot of yeah. teams are, no, are, are do buzzing with this international break. To be honest, so yeah, it's needed. Yeah. It's, needed. it's a lot of it's needed, all, needed for us as well. Forest can be tough, mate. Forest can be tough. Mm. We struggled there last year, and I, yeah. I'm not. 
you know, you know, big, big club away from home, loud fans. But you know, notoriously, we struggle with that mid-table side. Yeah. A lot of pace in their team. We always seem to struggle. Loud fans, um, not possible. But hey, you never know. You never know. Yeah, exactly. Our fans are louder than yours. <laughs> always actually act, end up goal for them. That's the trouble with us. Um, right. You know, you just look at yeah. But we'll see. You know, anyway, we're not going to be too negative. We'll beat Forest. Be fine. Don't we will it. beat Forest. Okay, we'll probably do a preview. Also, that boys. As well. <laughs> also, boys, we desperately need a win purely for us to get more more views and oh. listens. So, please, by the way, we're really you struggling. Know You're not even we're wrong. Really like, what's happened to our fans? You know, what's happened yeah. to the fans? Where the are real ones. You? The real ones. Are still Dealer in. Smith filling on. Yeah. <laughs> all the all the plastics are fucked off. All the plastics are supporting Aston Villa now because they're now the new hipster team, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, they actually are. That's the thing. That's funny. <laughs> funny. Right. Uh, well, like and subscribe. Um, leave a nice rating on Spotify and Apple. Maz, thanks for coming. Ryan, thank you for coming. Yeah. Um, and lasting the whole, the whole uh, now, second boys. half as well. Yes, I'm, I'm absolutely starving. Um, yeah, do it. I think it's going to be like an hour. It never, episode, it, so may, it never ends it. like that, does it? It's like, yeah, I'll just get on there early, get this over with, and you yeah. still end up staying, don't we? It's just part of the DNA of the Seagull Social. What, what we, we got to do. It's we what love we it do. so much. It's what we do. Okay, right. Um, yeah, so we'll see you sometime after England have beaten two random teams from Europe. Peace. Yep, sounds about right. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.